Hey, hey, my name is Avery King, aka A's, and you are listening to Days with A's. So here we are, getting better together and having fun while we do it. So I'm so glad you're here and I can't wait to hang out. Let's do it. Hey, yo, welcome back to the Days with A's podcast. If this is your first time joining us today, Let me tell you, you picked an amazing episode because we have the special honor of interviewing Ash Reuter on the podcast today, and she is amazing. If you don't know who Ash is, I mean, I am just so honored to introduce you to her because she is a gem. She is beautiful. She's so talented. She has the sweetest heart, loves the Lord so much, and she's just amazing. And I am so excited for you guys to hear from her. She has so many nuggets to share. But Ash was actually on season 19 of American Idol. So last season and her story was shown on there. So if you weren't watching it live, you can go back and watch it on YouTube. And I highly, highly, highly recommend you do so because, I mean, it is so, so powerful. We talk about it so much on the podcast today. So I'm so stoked for you guys to hear from her and just hear a little bit more about it. It's amazing. I'll link it down below. Um, She is just the coolest ever. And we actually met on an airplane. So the funniest story, and we were just talking about this because we were like, everyone, you always hear people like meet on an airplane, but it's never happened to us. So we were like, but look at us now. Like we're friends when we met on an airplane. Like how cool. So I was flying. It was never, I was in Hawaii, living in Hawaii. Um, I flew to West Monroe to meet Sadie Robertson. So then it was like the biggest dilemma getting back home on my flights was just a mess. And on the other end, Ash was, her flights were all a mess too. But we both ended up in Austin, Texas, when that was not our original plan, to fly to LA because our flight from Dallas was, it was just this whole, whole dilemma. But now we see that it was so like Lord ordained because our seats were right next to each other from Austin to LA, which is like a four hour flight. Um, And I remember seeing her at her, at our gate, she had her guitar and she was on the phone and she was like stressed about something, but I later found out that it was because her dog, she just got two new puppies with her um, sweet husband, Dylan, she'll tell you about, um, but they're the cutest puppies and one, like, his eye got messed up or something, like, got cut. There was something that happened with the puppy's eye and obviously she was about to get on a four-hour plane flight and so she wasn't going to know what was going to happen the next four hours, but, like, her husband was headed to the vet to get this dog checked out. She didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, her sweet new baby, and she's, like, away from home. All of this is happening. It was such a mess. Um, and so we get on the flight, and she's, like, tell me about this, and I'm editing my YouTube video with Sadie Robertson. So we just had so much to talk about. So for that four-hour flight, we were just talking and catching up, and she was telling me about her music career and American Idol and all the things, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have a podcast. Like, you need to be on this podcast because, like, your story is amazing, and her heart is just so beautiful, so... By the way, her dog is fine. That's the first thing I asked her when we got on Zoom. I was like, please tell me how the dog is. Is your dog okay? And she's like, yeah. And apparently, because he's such a puppy, like whenever he was little, he was able to heal easier, faster or something. And so she was like, it's truly just like a miracle. He's totally fine. She showed me him on Zoom, the cutest little puppy ever. Um, So they're doing good. No stress about the puppy. (laughs) In the Lord's hands, he healed, did his thing. So yeah, it's just... I'm so excited for you guys to hear today's podcast. It's amazing. She's amazing. The best. Uh, I'm so glad she said yes to this because I truly think it's going to 
it's going to do a lot. It's, it's so powerful. And she has so, so, so many good little nuggets. I told her I'm going to tattoo them all over my body, but I don't think that's actually a good idea. She suggested just put them on my wall. So I think I'll probably set them with that. But I'm so excited for you guys to hang out with her. With no further ado, Ash Bruder. Oh my gosh, welcome to the Days of Thays podcast. I'm so excited that you are joining us today. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. I'm very excited and honored. We just had a bonding moment because she has her tag still on her sweatshirt and I have a oh, no. of keeping all my tags <laughs> on my clothes, but um, she didn't think I was going to see it, but got up to get a spoon, yeah. so busted, but that's Oops. okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I kind of introduced you already to listeners, but why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about you? What makes you, you? Yeah. Um, so I am 23 years old. I'm married got married really young at 20. Um, but back up before that, I was born and raised in California and lived kind of in a the one part of California that's very like cow town rancher. <laughs> so when I tell people I'm from California, they don't have any clue where I'm from. It's hilarious. Um, and then I grew up with a Christian, in a Christian home. Um, but like any, my family had their struggles and uh my dad was an addict growing when I was growing up so we had a lot of hardship in my home with that um and so that really shaped you know my identity growing up I think it does for a lot of girls um but he just chose sobriety three years ago and God totally turned his life around and we got to have a really cool experience together um which I'm sure we'll dive into a little bit more but Mm -hmm. Um, I got the opportunity to go on American Idol this last season, um, and we got to share that story, and it's been, it's just been a wild ride since then, so that's kind of where we're at now. I just moved to Nashville with my husband and pursuing music and just living the dream, so. That's so much fun, yeah. Yeah. You're amazing. I can't wait to talk about all things American Idol. Um, But how did you start, like, what started your love for music? How did you get into that? Movie soundtracks and things like that. And so I actually grew up listening to, yeah, like, The Sound of Music is my favorite soundtrack of all time. Um, And it was just something I had access to as a little girl. And it kind of set me into this other world of just, like, dreaming and having imagination and singing. And um, I guess by the age of three, I knew word for word, every song on <laughs> like what? all the, all the records and soundtracks and whatever. And so, um, I guess just from a really, really young age, I've always had a love for music. And of course it just kept growing from there. And, um, for me, it just became a safe place. It became a place where I could go to God and it's where I connected with God the most through worship and, um, through writing and just a place where I could, it just healed me in a lot of ways too. And it still continues to show up in that way and heal me. And, and that's why I love it. Cause I know it does that for me and I know it does it for everyone else too. Um, so yeah, I mean, it all started with the sound of music and my fair yeah. lady and dancing on a bed, pretending it was my stage at my yeah. Nana's house. <laughs> so it's that's been since so day cute. one. That's yeah. so fun. And that's so true. Like not only for you, but like for so many other people, it can be such a way of like healing and processing and dreaming and like 
I am, I'm the least most musical inclined. <laughs> like I am just so out of that world, but I act like I am. I still have dance parties on my bed pretending like it's my stage. stuff. like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could never like, I provide earplugs for anyone who's listening, but I don't know. It's amazing. And we'll get into like your story, um, like with American Idol, because that's also just like an amazing, um, wholesome healing process that infected so many people. But no, I love that. I think that's such an amazing thing. Music is just so beautiful. It's such a gift. It really is. That's what I love about it is you don't have to be able to sing in order to like love music. Like I can guarantee every single person has their car playlist of songs that they want to listen to. Just send them into a different world. So everyone, everyone can relate to music. Yeah. That's what I love about it. That's amazing. Okay. So we keep talking about it. We just, we just got to get into it. Why don't you tell us all about your American Idol experience? Yeah. Um, so yeah, where do I even start? So it was a year ago in December that with the last film date, and then it aired in March of almost a year ago in, in this March. Um, but I had the opportunity, my husband, um, basically submitted me to the show and asked me after like he was like hey like because he's an actor so my husband is in the film uh Hollywood world so he sees all the like um it's like Craigslist for actors where you see all the postings of like what you can audition for right and I guess American Idol was putting posts out for looking for contestants and um he submitted me and then um I was, he asked it was we were on like our anniversary trip and I've kind of been skeptical of com- uh, voice competitions because when I was 14 I went um and auditioned for the voice in LA and it was just like this kind of overwhelming process as a 14 year old and it's it's just hard because it's I feel like those are such formative years and you're going into a room where people are critiquing you and telling right. you how good you are at what you love and as a 14 year old you can I mean at any age you can really take that harshly and I did naturally so it just took me a while to soften my heart (laughs) to the (laughs) idea of going on a show like that um especially after living in LA for so long and just not wanting to be a part of that I guess because I've seen the behind the scenes of it it but anyway, so he offered to put me on, or offered to submit me. He submitted me, and I was okay with it. And we were in Yellowstone. This was all kind of still during COVID, so everything was still up in the air, and everything was still closed down. Um, so we went to Yellowstone with Dylan, my husband's family, and we were out of cell service. And this was about a month after I had submitted videos and everything. And as we were driving back into cell service, I got the call from like split in that moment that the bars came up. I got a call from the casting agent saying that they wanted to consider me for the show and put me on the show. So that's kind of how it all like lined up. There's a lot of like preliminary rounds. Um, You start like basically pitching song ideas of, of what you want to perform on the show. Um, And so I had this like set list of like, cover songs that I was going to do and then by the time the like the last off television audition rolled around when I was with the executive producer they had asked hey do you have any more songs and I actually had a song that I'd written for my dad that I'd never shown him before 
that was kind of about like his journey of like redemption and our journey as a father daughter in reconciliation and so I showed this to them and they were like can you play that one Mm -hmm. and uh, and not show your dad until like the show like don't show it to him prior Mm -hmm. to the show so I was kind of like oh gosh like that's kind of a lot um and I just like prayerfully went through all of it and went into LA that week and brought my dad he had no idea what was going on and it was just this like crazy wild like ride of healing and emotions and just like it was so cool and um for those who haven't watched the audition you can find it online but um it's it was I know it impacted so many people but the aftermath of that and my dad and I's relationship was just so cool to have a shared experience and for it to go beyond us and to show how father-daughter relationships can be reconciled after a lot of hardship and what forgiveness looked like for us. So it, it was really cool because I think that's the heart of who I am and what I want my music to do. It's, it's obviously a healing process for me. It starts with me, but then it extends beyond me and can heal other people's relationships and inspire people. And um, music can be so sacred. So American Idol was a really cool experience. It's opened a lot of doors. And um, now I'm here in Nashville after being in LA um, for four years. And it's just been so cool to see how what one door has like a ripple effect. And American Idol has just opened a lot of doors. It's made new friends. I've made new friendships. I've been able to meet with a lot of really great musicians. And that's amazing. It's cool to hear even just like the way that it started like right whenever you got in cell surface you got the call uh-huh. like it's just like little god things like that that it's like this is so from the lord and it's so cool to hear mm-hmm. just the little things that whenever you watch american idol or something and you see like your original song being played as your audition and like all these things but the behind the scenes and the ways that the lord worked and has continued to work like in your career is just mm-hmm. so amazing to hear like once again with like healing I, I whenever you look up um your audition on youtube or like on google or whatever it is the different titles of all of the youtube videos <laughs> some are like not a dry eye in the audience like saying uh-huh. all these different things like <laughs> it was just so moving and so wholesome like that's oh. just beautiful that like once again like music can do that and no matter what kind of gifts that the lord has blessed you with like you can use yeah. them in amazing ways which is so cool 100 percent you're totally using yours in the right way. Thank you. Yeah. Obviously you love the Lord. You always have. Um, but what has like your journey with the Lord in the music industry, but not, not like Christian cause you're considered like a country artist. What has that right. looked like for you? Um, my journey as a Christian has been imperfect of course that's the whole narrative of being a christian is they're not perfect (laughs) um so i've had you know obviously i shared my experiences with my home and the brokenness that we had in our home and um before even music became my career um my journey as a christian is really what like has obviously shaped where i am now and how i operate in my music um But for me, having my dad kind of be absent spiritually and emotionally, he was there physically, Mm -hmm. um, but having him not present really affected 
how I saw myself as a person that I think so many women who have fathers that are kind of distant or absent, um, it really shapes if they're Christians and even if they're not Christians, it really shapes their view and perception of who God is. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me having my dad kind of distant and trying so hard to get his attention, I think for the longest time as a little girl and into my young adult years, it made me feel like I had to win over God and Mm -hmm. get his attention and when he was already there, you know? And so for so long, I had this warped view of who God was. And therefore, because I didn't understand who God was, my identity was, you know, void of the Holy Spirit and the confidence and the the grace that God gives um, through Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had this crazy trip my junior year of high school where um, we went to the Dominican Republic and it was really a trip of just shifting my idea and view of who my dad was. Um, through God's eyes and that really just shifted how I saw myself and so from there having this identity shift and just fully like forgiving my dad and not viewing myself through like my dad and his like the generational curses I think I lived for so long worrying that I would be living under like what my dad did and went through and follow the same path and you know there's always that fear or you're living in spite of this family member doing this or what have you. But I forgave my dad long before even American Idol. Um, but uh, I always tell people too that, and I'm sorry, this is going into like a way rabbit hole, but we no, it's we're okay. probably going to do this anyway. <laughs> um, but I just felt the Lord tell me like, you know, I've given you forgiveness, Ash. So why, can't you give it to your dad? Like I gave you forgiveness knowing full well that you were going to continue in your sin. You need to do the same for your dad. So my dad, when he was still like struggling with addiction, I just felt this, like, I need to let him know I forgive him regardless of what he chooses to do, regardless of the outcome, whether he chooses to live a life in sobriety or to continue in his um, sinful ways and in his hurt and pain. Um, So anyway, uh, yeah, so my dad and I's relationship is great, and um, that has really helped me be able to focus on my relationship with God and not in light of my dad or any of that. So moving out of that, having that view of God and who I am in that relationship with God, I've been able to operate in the music industry a lot different than I think I would have had I not had that transformation. What's so cool about the Nashville industry is the music here is very relational. Um, You write with people that you're friends with. You know, you can have all these songwriters, but you you keep going back to your five um, because of that relationship and that dynamic that you have as friends. And um, so you just kind of operate in that relational realm and, also when it comes to like actually writing the music I think just prayerfully going into it and knowing that even if it's not a worship song that can be sung at church um I think 
one of our callings as Christians is to, you know, go out and be the light in those places that aren't necessarily having a lot of um, truth and love spoken to them. And I think that it's a lot more, they can receive it a, a lot more as not being a Christian when someone who is not labeled as a Christian comes in and just shows simply what the love of God looks like. And so that's kind of how I've been operating. I'm still, you know, new to Nashville and mm -hmm. it's been so fun. And, but yeah, just prayerfully walking through all of it and, and knowing that God's got it. And um, I just keep listening to him and keep walking it out and trusting that he's going to take it wherever it is. I have like my hands open. I'm, I'm not, I have goals and dreams and I take those to God, but ultimately at the end of the day, it's, you know, what do you want from me, Lord? I'm like, that's what I'm really here for. So yeah, that's kind of, it's more that's the posture amazing. of your heart that you have to operate in, in the music industry. Yeah. And so. I feel like even when you have any sort of platform, like you do, just doing everything in the Lord's glory. And I feel like you do that so well, like even oh, just the way you carry yourself, like people will know there's something different about you. You know, even if you're like oh. singing country music and it might not be like, Jesus, <laughs> you know, like it might not be totally about like might not be seeing about the Lord, but the way you carry yourself and the way you like carry his light so well and um, just give him glory and everything you do speaks volumes. Even so, like, like you said, even over that, because it almost means more when someone isn't screaming Jesus in your face, but is like living it out. Cause then people are like, wait, that's like, that's cool. So that's amazing. Yeah. And I'm so glad you went on that rabbit hole about like your dad, because that's such a thing that people don't really talk about these days is like, yeah relationships with your parents are hard or they're expected but at the same time it's hard and yeah there's so many people that relate their relationship with their dad the same way that they like see the lord so if their dad is not there always working or even if it's just like a small thing of he doesn't give grace very well or he doesn't understand or like just like little things it affects mm -hmm. the way that you think of your heavenly father and so i'm so glad that you yeah. did talk about that and that's so cool that you just had that revelation of oh my gosh like the lord forgave me and he knew i was going to do all of this so like why should i not forgive my dad too and i feel like that's such so 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 way easier said than done like forgiving oh my someone gosh is yeah. so hard especially when they're like still sitting in their sin and you're like oh my gosh but you're going to choose mm. to forgive them because that's what jesus does and we're called to live like jesus so that yeah. is that's so amazing. And I'm glad you went on that little <laughs> rabbit hole there. Okay. Um, so to all the little girls that are out there dreaming about a music career, they might not even be little, maybe they're our age, but mm -hmm. what would you say to the young girl who dreams of a music career? Mistakes are okay. That's good. Number one, failure is the, like, seed for growth like it is literally like the nutrients in the soil like expect failure and don't be disheartened by it is like the first thing because in the first few years failures like mess ups they're always going to be there so don't have don't be hard on yourself um and then the second thing i think if you're dreaming about being a singer or being on a stage or entertaining people and performing i think the best thing is be yourself. Like, don't conform to, you know, you can have role models. I have role models. I have people that I look up to and 
for lyrics or for what they wear or how they look and how they perceive themselves. It's great to have role models and mentors, but I think to just remember, like be who you are because there's always room for another like face that brings another like aspect to music. Like your story counts and bring that and don't be afraid to shine. There's room for everybody. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That's for like all aspects of life. Dang, that's good. <laughs> um, do you remember what your first like few performances were like? Like as a kid? Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And it speaks right into my first mess up. <laughs> so so growing up, um, you know, I always performed at home. Um and there's there's no fear when you're in your own four walls. But right. Um, there's a family conference that I go to every, I used to go to every year as a kid. Um, and we would do it like end of the week talent show. And so it's like hundreds of people come to this thing. It's not just the kids. It's like the grandparents and the aunts and the uncles and the moms and the dads and everyone's got their cameras out. So I was getting ready to perform. I think it was like a Lauren Daigle song or something. And I got up to the piano and I practiced it so many times. And I sat there and started to play and totally forgot how to play the piano. So I'm like getting ready to sing this sweet Christian worship song. And then I just look out at the crowd. I'm like, and and given this is summertime, it's like 4th of July. This is when that weekend's around. And I just like freeze. And I'm like, well, I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving and Uh Merry Christmas. And I ran out. So I gave them something, but it wasn't what they were hoping for. And it for sure was not what I wanted. So yeah, that's one of my like performances that still really was traumatic, but we got through it. So failure is a part of the process. (laughs) Don't tell yourself it's not. I still to this day catch myself when I get demos back or when I have like this high expectation for music and it comes back not the way I want it like I still like do like that is just as an artist it's like and as a human it's what we do we tell ourselves and the enemy tells us oh you're failing you can't get back up so I think as a Christian it's so crucial to our like walk in this life to take failure with a grain of salt and get back up and keep going, you know? Yeah. So yeah, pretty failure embarrassing. Is a but. Okay. Well, we like to end the podcast with the question that if you could tell your younger self one thing, what would it be? And now the Jeopardy theme song's going to play in my mind the next minute. <laughs> this is like the hardest question. You've had, you've, you've said there's so, so many, many good things. nuggets. Yeah. Oh, you're sweet. Um, honestly, let's go with simple and sweet, but like true. God still loves you no matter what happens. Like, yeah. I think that that's my life's motto because, and it's still something I have to tell myself, hence why I feel like I would tell my younger self this. As a musician, as a creative, as a human, it's something universally that we all experience and struggle with and wrestle with is our, like, worth 
and like our ability like is what I'm doing does it have purpose and does it bring value and I think that yeah that's something I would tell myself when I was struggling with my dad and his things and my parents going through stuff if I could go to my younger self and say hey your mom like know that and then if I had my grandma size self coming back to me and telling me hey remember that you're loved like that would be I think the biggest thing is like you're loved yeah like not for what you do but for who you are and who you are oh that's good I feel like that's good that's something I need to remember like every single day just in like even the small things it's so cliche it's one of those things that like someone tells you and you like roll your eyes you're like okay but like it's because we don't really understand it in our heart and like it's just such a broad Mm -hmm. concept like God loves me no matter what I do how is that possible yeah of course it sounds cliche because we yeah like you said it's not something that like unless you really sit with it it's gonna sound cliche (laughs) yeah yeah I'm sure little Ash would love to hear that maybe (laughs) again it might she might be like yeah whatever (laughs) whatever (laughs) but just I maybe to like amend it like I said it's it's if I could tell myself, hey, you're not loved for what you do, you're loved for who you are. That's, yeah, that's so good. That's that's the, like, that's the good stuff. That's the Yeah. Good. Well, this was so fun. Thank you so much oh. for joining us today for all your little nuggets and the new tattoos <laughs> that we're nuggets. all going to get. <laughs> oh, my God. How about temp- <coughs> temporary? Temporary. We'll get some henna. Temporary tattoos. Yeah. When I have concerts. I'll have those. Yeah, have them Food. at the merch table. <laughs> All they the nugget, nugget like station. Your, oh my gosh. <laughs> How about like, you know, like, well, there's an artist that wore a hat that, I, why am I forgetting? I'm blanking on her name right now. And this is bad because she's like one of the most iconic country artists. But she wore her hats with a little tag hanging off of it. Maybe that's um, meant to be because we had our, um, but we have our tag. Have <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally just took mine off this shirt. I wish oh, I would have had it on. That would have been too. I was really trying. It, I wasn't intentionally leaving this tag on. My husband, it's Mini Pearl. Thank you, Dylan. Mini Mini <laughs> Mini Pearl. Have you seen Thank you, Dylan. You. With the tag on her hat. I'll just do that with my outfit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Keep him on the very back. much like this girl is unethical. She never commits, <laughs> never buys the clothing. Never commits, but that's okay. Mm, never overspends. Are. Never overspends is there you go. the glass half full. There you go. There you go. Add it to the nugget list. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on the Days with A's podcast. We definitely got better and we had fun. Those are our two goals, right? I'm so thankful for you, and I cannot wait to hang out again soon. So if you want to keep up to date throughout the weeks with um, this podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Days with A's. And um, if you want to stay in touch with me, Avery King, or aka A's, you can follow me on Instagram at AveryKing underscore. But see you again soon. Miss you already. Mm-hmm.